little bit of a different setup than what you're used to. So this is going to be the podcast. So I'm going to get straight into it just so you see the difference from this and the main channel. So the main channel is going to be geared towards getting certified, a little bit of motivation, but more short form stuff, right? So maybe 10 to 15 minute videos. These videos are going to be probably 30 minutes to an hour, and it's going to be diving a little bit deeper into getting certified. So this channel, this podcast, the Master IT podcast is going to be how to get into tech, how to get motivated. Motivated is the word. And another thing, I'm not editing. You know, this is going to be real and raw over here. Um, how to stay motivated, how to do the things that you need to do. And I want to separate that from the main channel just so you guys can kind of see the difference, right? So if you like this content more, you can rock out with this or you can rock out with the Master IT main YouTube channel, main podcast, which is more, like I said, just get certified. This is going to be digging a lot deeper and it's going to be a lot more raw, I guess you can say. So if you could do me a favor, watch this on YouTube, like it, share and subscribe. I'm trying to get to a thousand subscribers before July. So if you guys can help me with that, I would greatly appreciate it. It costs you nothing to hit that like button. So like I said, this is going to be more long form content. Um, if you guys have any suggestions, any critiques, any suggestions is better, a better way to say it. Any kind of feedback on how I could better deliver this podcast, I would greatly appreciate it. I'm actually in my office right now and it isn't set up, but as always, I don't have any excuses. I just would say, hey, I'm going to turn this damn camera on, start recording, and then that's that, okay? So what this video is going to be about is the five things that I learned training almost 15,000 people, 15,000 people. That's not counting the people that subscribe to my YouTube channel who's went through hundreds of hours of training that I got on my YouTube channel. By the time this is out, I should have over 300 videos on the Master IT YouTube channel. That's people from the military, that's people from vocational schools, that's people from colleges, and then that's people from Master IT, me, myself, right? So I'm counting everybody that I taught myself. I'm counting everybody that I had an impact on. So there's one common thing. Anybody can do this, man. That's the first thing I learned. Anybody can get into tech. You don't have to be smart. You don't have to be Mark Zuckerberg. You don't have to be Elon. You ain't got to be Jeff Bezos. You ain't got to be none of that. Right. So I grew up in Detroit, Michigan, if you're not familiar with me. Let me go ahead and introduce myself. My name is no, I'm just joking. Let me introduce myself just in case it's your first first time seeing me. Right. So I'm Rob from Detroit, Michigan, born and raised. I have over ooh, UPS are dropping off some packages, pa -pa 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 packages. Uh, I think them is my oh. But God, I'm, I'm here working, baby. My bad. All right. So um, I'm, I'm Rob from Detroit, Michigan, and I was born and raised there. I didn't grow up with technology for real. I don't think we got Internet until I was like in my last year of high school. I didn't get a cell phone until I was 18. Right. So it was like I didn't grow up with technology. I didn't even know a lot of this stuff was even a thing. I didn't even know this was a lane that I could get into. Most of the examples of successful people that I had was 
people that was working at the plant and um damn that's it man people that was working at the plant and the other successful people that i saw was doing stuff that was illegal that was gonna give you you know get you 10 to 15 right so you know my view was very small very minuscule my view of success probably from about 13 to probably about 2021 was literally hey i'm gonna give me an apartment i'm gonna give me a cut list or monte carlo i'm gonna give me some buffs okay buffs are a really big thing in detroit they're cartier glasses super expensive glasses a couple thousand dollars for these glasses uh, very dangerous uh, to wear these glasses if you don't know anybody in that neighborhood if you don't know anybody that's from around there don't wear those glasses because they will get taken and the funny thing is I can afford um buffs you know uh now and I, I'm kind of kind of you know I'm not necessarily I don't want them but I was thinking about getting buffed up uh uh when I turn when I turn the big four zero maybe I'll get buffed up then I'll finally be buffed up um but anyway after I moved away from Detroit had a bunch of different jobs and my first job I was selling newspaper subscriptions at 12 right at 12 I was selling newspaper subscriptions then I started working at Taco Bell and I started working at a steakhouse. I had a bunch of jobs. I was doing AC. I was doing all kinds of stuff, right? Some stuff um, that would be frowned upon nowadays, but we won't talk about that. Um, but I'm just trying to give you the mind frame that this was not on my to-do list. Being in tech and teaching damn show, like, like if my 20, uh, 20, 25-year-old self could see me, they, I wouldn't even know who the hell out of who is this guy. This can't be me. Can't be me at all. Right. So um, I joined the military when I was 23. I scored on their entrance exam. I scored pretty high. That's another thing. I was not a good student, man. And I never thought I was stupid or, or nothing like that. But I just didn't give a damn about school. You know, I think I graduated high school. I probably had a 2.0. 2.2.3 or something like that because I didn't give a damn about school I would skip class I would do other things I'd be interested in other things and I would just come and do the final or do whatever the hell little stuff they needed us to do pass that and get get the hell on right um school never enticed me it was never important to me because I'm like okay I'm gonna get out of here and I'm gonna work at the plant I thought I thought that's what the move was so I joined the military scored super high and I got a tech job and in the military, I learned so much different stuff, man. I'm talking about from networking to cybersecurity to leadership to all kinds of stuff. And that's one thing about me is um, I'll say, you know, to my own horn, pat myself on the back is that once I put my mind in something, that's what happens almost every time, almost every time. Uh, once I stopped being lazy, it was a wrap. I, I turned into a monster. Um, and I think you could do the same thing. You just got to have a clear goal and go after it, right? So what the hell was I saying? I joined the military, learned a bunch of stuff, and let's fast forward. In 2000, damn, what year was it? 2000, shit, 14. 2014, I actually got an assignment to start teaching soldiers, students, their job, which is a tech job. Now, if you're not familiar in the military, you literally do what the hell they tell you to do. You kind of don't have any say so. Luckily for me, every duty station, every job that I had was tech related. So 
One question that I get when people find out I'm in the military is, should I join, should I not join? That's completely up to you. I'll frame it as this. I don't regret joining, and I don't regret getting out. However, however you want to take that, take that. Take that, take that, take that. All right, so just make sure that, you know, it's the right thing to do. Um, do you have to join the military to get certified? No. Do you got to join the military to get a college degree? No. Do you got to join the military to get into tech? No. But if you ain't got shit else going on, what do you have to lose? So um, once I start teaching students, right, or once I got that, got that assignment, I was in the military, have been in the military for about six years, right? Six years, had moved up the ranks. And once I got that assignment, I was seriously thinking about getting out because I'm like, I don't want to teach these badass kids, man, because I just I didn't want to teach. I didn't think it was because, you know, before now that I've been teaching for years. I'm cool. But before I had that much patience, I had that much patience for any type of bullshit. And I did not like repeating myself. I still don't really like repeat myself. And I actually force myself when I'm teaching to repeat myself a couple of times on things that are important just so it's like how the hell did you miss that i just said it three times but that process that um what's the word that not scenario that episode whatever you want to call it in my life actually molded me right um that's why sometimes you know things you think things are going to go one way and they go completely different right I was literally about to get out of the military because I'm like, I do not want to go teach these damn kids. I was about to, I was in for six years and I'm, I'm about to get out. Hell with this. I'm done. And I said, you know what? Let me try it. I'll see what happens. And I'm telling y'all, the first class I taught, I fell in love, man. I fell in love. Um, to be honest, that's another thing. I'm not necessarily in love with tech. And I don't think you have to be in love with tech. To, to get a bag, to be successful, do what you need to do. But I am in love with the transformation that I see happen with students, right? Like literally coming in, not knowing jack shit, nothing. Going from that to seeing that light bulb turn on is what warms my heart, right? That's what makes me like, okay, you know, I'm doing the right thing. And praise to the most high. He, it, uh, the, whatever you want to call it, actually gave me the power to convey information in a way that people can understand. No matter what their background is, no matter where they're from, I can impute knowledge into people. Um, that is one of the gifts that I have, and I'm grateful for it, and I think it would be a disservice if I didn't do the things I'm doing. So anyway, I'm teaching, 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 and the time comes for me to either stay in or get out. Pretty much after I, because I deployed to Afghanistan. Once I went to Afghanistan, I knew I didn't know when, but I knew that I was going to get out of my uh, get out of the military because I I knew I didn't want to do that again. So time comes, I get out, start teaching for vocational schools, start teaching for colleges, and one of the schools that I taught for, I met the owner of the school, and that is how Master IT was born. I met this guy. And I said, wow, if this money can do it, I know I can do it, right? So, um, you know, thousands of students later, here I am. So I gave you that backstory to emphasize, you know, I not only broke into tech, but became a leader in tech, became a leader of people that's trying to get into tech 
And I didn't know nothing about none of this stuff, man. After all these students I've taught, I've got people that are teenagers in their 30s all the way up to their 60s. And literally anybody can do this. And any goal you're going after, you can go ahead and knock it out. You just have to have the wherewithal. You just got to have the gumption and the belief in yourself that you can make it happen. Now, is it going to be easy? Hell no. Me going through my journey, I had pitfalls. I had messed up. I did all kinds of stuff, you know, trial by fire. Uh, all them years, uh, people getting mad because the network is messed up, or maybe I didn't set up the network right, or maybe the security wasn't as secure as it was supposed to be. You learn, right? Failure is a part of learning. Failure, right? If you're not constantly failing, then you're not trying. For example, this podcast, right? I said, you know what? I want to try something different. I want to try something new. I want to try something that's a little bit more personal. So, bam. So, what if this podcast fails? Who gives a damn, right? You just keep on trying, keep on trying, keep on trying, keep on trying. What you don't want to be is a 50, 60-year-old guy or girl on the porch, grimacing, pissed off, mad. Every time something comes up, you pissed off about it. You, you're, you're mad about all the stuff you didn't try. Not me, not you. Everything on your damn to-do list, do it. So the first thing that teaching 15,000 students taught me was... Anybody can do this shit, man. Anybody. And that means you can do it. Okay? Now, like I said, is it going to be easy? No. Are you going to fail? Yep. Are you going to fail job interviews? Yep. Are you going to fail certifications? Yep. Are you going to get fired or written up or cussed out at your job? Maybe. But as long as you're trying, man, as long as you're trying, what else can somebody ask for? As long as you're trying your best, as long as you did your best, don't hang your head. Now, I'm looking at my phone because I wrote down some notes because I at least want to have some type of coherence in this damn video. So, number one, anybody can do this. Next thing is I want to talk about millennials, right? Millennials. Millennials get a bad rap about, oh, they suck, all oh, this new generation. But I actually think it's a generation after the millennials. I don't know what they're called, though. Drop that in the comments for me, please. I know it's a generation after the millennials. I can't really talk to them, talk you know about them too much, but I'll just talk um, about uh, millennials. So I think I'm on the edge of the millennials. I think it's anybody born like 85 and up. 85 and up, I think you're a millennial. Then it's a new one, 85, and it has some kind of cutoff. I can't remember where it's at. But anyway, millennials, talking about you guys. What I found is that millennials are the best to me at adapting to change. And I'm not just saying it. I'm not just saying that because um, I'm a millennial, but it's what I've found. Pretty much millennials are kind of like, oh, that's what we own. OK, cool. OK, that's what we own. OK, cool. They're cool with moving around, doing different things. OK, what's the new wave now? Some people may look at it like, I don't know, you just, you know, you're a wave hopper, swagger jacket, whatever, you know, just, you know, whatever trend is, whatever's trendy, that's what you own. But I look at it in a different way. You know, they're adapting, right? They're pretty much in the know. They know what's going on and they cool with riding that wave. Okay, that's what we're doing right now. Okay, that's what we're doing. Um, even me, right? I'm a millennial and I was being very 
very, uh, I didn't want to do nothing with TikTok, like at all. I still, to be honest, I still don't really consume a lot of content on TikTok, but I'm like, you know what? It's probably people on there that need to get certified. It's probably people on there that need to know about this stuff. And this is the next generation or, you know, people up underneath me that need some of this game, that need some of this tutelage. Let me start throwing some of this stuff on TikTok as well, right? But when it comes to my students that's in the that's in the Zero to Hero program or even the students that's in the Winter Circle program, I've noticed that when I tell them to pivot, okay, we're doing this now, okay, we're doing that now, it's no issues, no issues. They cool with pivoting, they cool with changing. And I think that's one of the, the best attributes that you can have, you know, whether you're millennial, whether you're older, is that you know how to pivot. If something isn't working anymore, if you're not feeling nothing, it's not gonna happen. So for example, and we'll do some comparisons between you know older generations, younger generations. So like the younger generation, millennials and younger, they're not about to stay at a job that they hate for 20 years. It's not happening. They don't give a damn what's going on, how much it pay. For example, me, I was making pretty good damn money where I was working and I quit and started a company, which is the most dangerous damn thing I could have did. But it just, I knew that, okay, I feel undervalued. These people don't give a damn about me. And then on top of that, you know, I'm not making the money I think I should be making. Nah, I got to get out of here. And I think that that's one of the things about millennials. They're not about to stay somewhere they don't want to be at. That's just not about to happen. Now, the older generation, I think they may have got that from their grandparents or their parents. It don't matter if you hate your job. Stay there for 20, 25 years, 30 years, get a pension, retire and get out or, you know, and just retire. But it's just like, what kind of life is that to live? You don't give a damn company 25, 30 years. They don't give a damn about you. And your retirement doesn't keep up with inflation. Your retirement isn't enough to actually retire. You got to retire and get another damn job. Nah, not me. That time, or not you either, you know, that time could be spent building your own thing, doing your own thing, moving here, moving there, doing this, doing that. So that's one good thing that I've seen about millennials is that they will adapt to change and they not about to stay nowhere that they not want it. Now, I got to get on y'all ass a little bit too. One thing I have noticed though about millennials, just a wee bit lazy. <laughs> just a wee bit lazy and want stuff right now, right? Okay, me. I've been in IT for over 10 years. I got 12 certifications. I done taught all these people. I had all these different jobs. I got an MBA. But as but they think that as soon as, <laughs> as soon as they get certified or as soon as whatever happened, they're supposed to be making as much money as me. Or supposed to be making as much money as you know, a cybersecurity engineer that's been working in the field for five, 10 years, got a bunch of certifications, got a bunch of experience, right? They look for the shortcuts, the fastest way, and that's not always the best way. All right. So sometimes their uh, expectations are a lot higher than the work that they put in. All right. So that would be one of my critiques uh, of younger people. Right. Same like they want a shortcut. They want stuff to be right now, right now, right now. Um, and then, like I said, it maybe just be a part of the society. You know, growing up as a kid, wasn't no damn. Why is the sky blue? You would go out to ask a grown up and they wouldn't even know what the hell the answer was. You know, they would probably try to get the hell away from them. Now you were like literally, uh, uh, why? What's what is hot dogs made out of? 
and you'll get the answer. Um, how hot is the sun? You'll get the answer. Who is my daddy? They might even know that, right? So they're so used to stuff going super fast and them getting the information super fast that when it comes to work, it's kind of like, damn, I don't feel like doing that. So I think that's one of the critiques or one of the things that they could tighten up a little bit. Now, let's talk about the older generation. The older generation has the working hard part down pat. Like they, they'll work hard. Excuse me, get some water right quick. Mouth getting a little dry. Mom's spitting all this fire. All right, so uh, the older generation, they will work hard as hell. Like I said, you know, they'll work at a job that they hate for 20, 30 years. Because that's what that's what the thing was with me. Um, all my superiors, all my bosses when I was in the military was like, don't get out, man. Don't get out, man. Stay in for 20. Stay in for 20 so you get retirement. I'm just like, I'm cool. I'm good. If, I, if my, just me, and, you know, I advise you to do the same thing. Now, don't do nothing crazy. You got a family to feed. You got to do what you got to do. But at least try and make moves to go elsewhere. But me, um, when I wasn't feeling no more, it was over with. I tapped out. And I quit, right? So the older generation is very good at working hard. Pivoting, changing, adapting, man, hell no. Just same like to me, that's the last thing they want to do. Like, no matter how much they hate the job, no matter how in your face, because I've had so many people um, working in Amazon warehouses, working in postal service, working in so many different industries where it's right in front of them that, hey, some software is probably about to replace me. Hey, automation. Hey, robots. This stuff is coming. I'm actually working right next to it. But they just want to act like they're blind, like they don't see it. It's just crazy how they seem to just, I don't know. Like I said, they'll work hard, but the adapting and pivoting, they're not too good at it. They're not too good at it. Because like I literally have um, students, and that's that's the main, I know when I'm working with somebody older, that's one of the fears that we're going to have to work through and overcome is their fear of something new. They can see People in the program passing, people younger than them, people older than them, people the same age as them. They have to like see the proof first. <laughs> and even still, they're scared to, you know, pull the trigger. It's just like their pain point, their uh pain, sorrow, whatever the hell's going on, isn't big enough for them to, you know, make a change and make a choice to do something differently. So what I will say is this. If you are millennial, I will say, you know, pull a hand up for uh, your elders. And if you're an elder, pull a hand down. Right. We can both learn from each other. I think that's another thing. It just seemed like there's a big clash. These millennials, stupid and lazy. These old people don't give a damn about us. So can't wait for them to die. Right. So uh, I think if we, you know, try and work together, it's a, a lot more harmony. Because um, like I said, I've taught 15,000 students. I've taught people younger than me, same age as me, older than me. And that's one of the biggest things is when I'm teaching somebody older than me is to overcome like, okay, he's younger than me. He might annoy me. Like, no. The skills is what overcomes all that, right? So once they find out what the hell I'm talking about, it's too easy. But we still have to overcome that fear of change, right? 
That's the first thing you got to do is know how to change and how to pivot. Okay. Now, while I check my next note, we're going to hear something from our sponsors. I'm Rob. If you've been to the channel before, welcome back. If you've never been, I'm Rob, the founder and creator of ITMasterKey.com, which is helping people just like you get certified. So 2020 going to go down in history, right? That, you know, our kids, kids are going to be talking about what happened in 2020. You know, I'm glad that it's over. And 2021 is rapidly showing us that, you know, those things, that pandemic may be past us, right? So there are people still getting sick. There are people um, still dealing with it. But it looks like as far as America as a whole, they're pretty much moving past it. As far as me, I live in um, Texas and pretty much we never shut down. We never shut. People was wearing masks, but it was still. Restaurants were still packed. Right were packed. To land an IT role, most likely you have to have some type of education. That education can come from degrees or even certifications. Speaking of certifications, over at itmagicky.com, our Zero to Hero bundle is still enrolling, helping people get seven certifications. Three of the certifications being some of the most popular certifications in the industry. So if you're looking for some training online, got vouchers, hundreds of damn testimonials, helped out a bunch of people, head over to itmagicky.com. All right, gang, so let's go into the fourth one. So you've been keeping tally from more over three things, right? Three things that you can learn from me after I taught 15,000 students. So one, anybody can do this. Millennials, great at pivoting, the work ethic may not be there. The older generation, work ethic is there, but the pivoting and adapting to change, not so much. And we need to work on working together to kind of, you know, shore that up. Now, number four is procrastination is your enemy. Okay. Procrastination is your enemy. I literally have people that I've known since... Let me see. Last job I had was 2018, 2018. So is that right? Whatever the hell, a couple years ago, four or five years ago. Um, and these people have procrastinated. I'm talking about DMs, emails. Every time, you know, I post, hey, this person got certified or hey, I uh, got a new class coming up or hey, coaching. Or, hey, da, da, da. They I get a DM, you know, a couple times a year. Hey, the funny thing is this, even my coworkers or old coworkers, right, um, procrastinated on doing our own thing, teaching for themselves, getting certified, staying sharp. And I have people that actually are reaching out to me for jobs that I used to work with, right? And that procrastination is the reason why. Another thing, I have people that I was in the military with who didn't get no certifications, didn't get no training, didn't get no experience, that are also <laughs> reaching out to be for jobs or tutelage. And the funny thing is, some of them think that, because they see me doing it, that they can do it or that it's easy. And let me tell you, man, when this camera turn off, this shit is not easy. But the reason that is, I'm making it happen, the reason that I can do this is because I didn't procrastinate. This podcast episode this channel that you're watching was created 
in my mind, shit, I don't know, about six months ago. And I decided like today is the day. I got to stop procrastinating. Procrastination, you can't eliminate it, right? But some people procrastinate all the way until they're in a damn coffin. Not me. So I was like, okay, man, let me do the finally make this damn uh, podcast channel and you know give these people a little bit more uh, introspective of the things that you know my students go through and just you know as another avenue to add you guys value bars so uh, that might be the damn slogan for this anyway so what the hell are talking about procrastination you have to be a friend with or like to have imperfect execution, meaning that just do it. A lot of times when you try and make something perfect, that's going to stop you from ever starting me. When I started Master IT, it wasn't perfect. When I first started teaching, I wasn't perfect. When I take certifications, I teach this stuff. Do I, do I always pass the exams? No, but I'm going to go take the damn exams. I'm going to study. I'm going to read. Um, another thing, procrastinating, and this is another thing that I, you know, probably gonna do a whole damn episode on this is health. It's a lot of people get into the bag in tech, there's a lot of people in tech, but a lot of these people are overweight. A lot of these people got diabetes and high cholesterol and fucking uh high blood pressure and all kind of stuff. That's no bueno, man. It's cool to get the money, but you gotta be around to spend it though, okay? Uh procrastination. You need to have a to-do list. Got to have a goal list. Daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, five years out. You need to know exactly what you're doing. My whole thing, I always say, you guys, if you don't have a to-do list, your ass ain't got enough to do. Like, literally, I have about every hour, you know, something blocked off. Okay, If I don't have that, like some kind of scheduler, some kind of reminder, so much shit is going to fall through the cracks, right? Because I'm juggling a lot of different stuff. And another thing, a lot of people say they don't have time. Look, man, I got a family, got a business, do all the study, work, all this shit, all the same stuff that y'all got. You got time, but you got to prioritize it, right? Don't let your life waste away on Netflix, man, or video games or any of that shit. Now, everybody needs a respite, right? Everybody needs to step back. Everybody needs some time to gather their thoughts but don't allow entertainment to be the reason that you don't win now i will say this and be honest um right now my goals are more important than damn near everything <laughs> to be honest right uh let me say what's up oh snowfall right so snowfall is a show that took me i think it's three seasons and it literally took me about two or three no it might be more than that how many seasons it is, it literally took me. So if it's four seasons, it took me four years. If it's three seasons, it took me three years to watch the whole damn, the whole thing, right? Now, I know a lot of people binge watch stuff. They can watch the whole damn uh, series of Game of Thrones, which is long as hell, in a weekend. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. Do not spend your time doing foolish shit, right? You got to spend your time doing something that is productive. Why do I say that? Why do I stress that? You can get some more money, right? You can get another PS5. You can get, uh, you can watch Netflix 
That's another thing. People be binge watching Netflix like the shit is not going to be there. It's going to be there. What are you? What are you? What are you in a rush for? <laughs> what are you in a rush for to watch? Watch the whole damn series. Time is your most valuable asset, man. Until they figure that part out, I'm not about to be playing with my time. You can't get any more of it, right? You can't go back to when you was in high school. You can't go back to when you was 25. You can't go back to and and uh, fix your mistakes. Every day, you got to get up. And you got to go get after it, man. Like, it's, it's, it's that simple. Procrastination will kill you, man. It will kill you. It will kill your dreams. It will kill your spirit. Because you know, right? You know what the hell you can do. You know what you can do. You know what you're capable of. Go do it. Yeah, and don't let nobody talk you out of it. Don't. Listen. When I do something, I just do it. Right? And that may not be for you. But me, when I put my mind on something, it's going to happen. I don't even allow somebody to talk me out of shit. Because, I mean, I don't mean, you know, now, if you think about robbing a bank or smoking some crack, you probably should talk to somebody before you do that. But I'm talking about positive things. You're not even about to, do you know, if I'd have told somebody when I was working, you know, at colleges and vocational schools, yeah, I'm thinking I'm opening up my own school. I wouldn't have got no positive feedback. Oh, man, you ain't going to be able to do that, man. Ain't nobody can go to that shit. Look at where I'm at now. You watching this, and you're probably thinking about enrolling. If you ain't, shame on you. But procrastination, procrastination rules the nation. Uh, you don't want to procrastinate, man. Like I said, everybody procrastinates, but it has to be a limit to it. For example, I didn't get that much sleep last night, right? My alarm went off at 530. I'm supposed to be working out by 6 o'clock. I damn literally... Set up in my bed until about 6, 15, 6, 30. Or did I, I don't know, I got out the bed, but I just sat on the couch for about an hour because I was just so fucking tired. Just super tired, right? But eventually got my workout in, felt a lot better, and then started knocking off, you know, my meetings or whatever the hell else I had to do. So I don't want to drag that out too long, but procrastination is one of those things that you, you got to get a hold of, man. You got to get a hold of. So, that's the fourth thing it taught me. Last but not least, is a little bit of a sad one. After teaching 15,000 students, you can tell somebody exactly what to do. You can give somebody all the game in the world. You can believe in somebody, motivate somebody. But most people, they're not going to do it. That's what I noticed, man. Most people rather be entertained most people would rather, you know, hate on somebody else that's doing what they want to do. Most people just not going to do it. All right. So I'll, I'm going to try and, you know, do something different at the end to, to, to not leave this on a sad note. Or maybe I will leave it on a sad note. So if you're one of them people that have not started been thinking about getting into tech, it's just some of the, you know, because my assistant uh, is very perceptive. Um, and she's a pivotal damn part of this company, but she shows me the comments on the YouTube channel. And some of the comments, the YouTube channel been out since, I'm going to say 2018 or 19, maybe. And it's literally people that's been leaving comments on there for years. Oh, I'm thinking about getting into tech next month. Oh, I'm going to get this next month. I'm going to do this. And they ain't did shit. Ain't did nothing. So, don't be like most people, man. 
Most people, that's all they do. Talk about what they're going to do, what they're about to do, right? And like I said, I always give you guys examples from me so you know that, you know, I'm not full of shit and I'm moving and shaking just like you, trying something new. This is new, right? This is brand new. And if I would have said, oh, maybe I'll start, maybe I'll start, it would have never happened. I'm too damn busy. But carve out time, figure out what to do. And at the end of the day, man, you got to live up to your full potential, right? So your full potential, knowing your full potential can kind of be a gift and a curse. Uh, when I was in Detroit, thinking I was just going to be working at the plant, I didn't know my full potential. Now that I know my full potential and I know the power that the most has given me, it's like I got to be relentless and I got to, you know, just be voracious with whatever I do, whether it's reading, whether it's building these courses, whether it's mentorship, whether it's coaching. That's another thing is my coaching clients, because I got the academy, got the school, people rocking out, but people that are already certified or looking for something else, they come to me for coaching, right? So they get an hour or two of my time, come up with a game plan, figure out what to do. A lot of these people, I tell them exactly what to do, exactly what to do to win. A lot of them don't take action. They'll book another call and I'll say, you know, run it back. Hey, I told you this is that. Would you ever, oh man, well, you know, this happened and that happened. That's another thing, gang. Life is going to happen. Mishaps. All kind of crazy stuff is going to happen, right? That's why me, like I said, why I do have the stamina, why I do have the energy, why I am healthy, why everything is halfway, shit, not crazy. I'm going to knock stuff out because I just know how stuff is with the pandemic, with the inflation, with everything that's going on. When you have time to do something productive that's going to help you and your family, you got to do it. So stop making excuses. Like this video. Share the podcast with anybody who can benefit. I'm trying to get this to a thousand subscribers. 40 minutes in. I think I'm going to leave it there. Don't want to just drag it out for the sense of dragging it out. Of those five things. Which one hits home for you? Put it in the comments. Of those five things that I mentioned, what hits home for you the most? One, the hell was one. <laughs> Anybody can do this. So is it double one? Is it two? Um, millennials, you know, the difference between millennials and older people. Is it three? Procrastination um, is your true enemy. Or five, most people full of shit and won't start. Hey, gang, like I said, if you're watching me, I appreciate it so much. Um, let me know how you feel on this. If you like this format, like I said, as I get my office together, I'll have some better scenery. But the scenery shouldn't matter. What matters is the game that I'm spewing and trying to give to you guys. Like, comment, subscribe. Other than that, I'll see you in the next episode. Boom, 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 boom.